you find it difficult to get the children settled back into school after the summer holidays? If so, then this is the video for you because today I'm going to talk to you about how you can get the children settled in for the first week of school after the summer holidays. Welcome to Waggle Teaching. I hope you have all had a really great summer. I know that I've been relaxing, taking some time out. This is the first video I've made since returning back to work. And so I thought I would take the time to talk about the things that you can do during the first week to make sure you really get to know your children. You really set those high expectations and get the children settled back into the learning environment. So today I'm going to talk to you about my top five tips for the first week back in school. Okay, so my top tip number one is all about routines. In a previous video, I created a whole five top tips on what routines you should make sure that your children are really great at to ensure your classroom runs as smoothly as possible. The first week of school is really important for establishing routines. The better your children are at the routines, the more smoothly your lessons will run. First of all, the lining up routine. Transitioning from classroom to outside or to the ICT suite, wherever you're moving around school, make sure the children know what you expect from them. It doesn't really matter what your routine is, but as long as they know what your expectations are of how they transition around school. Is it going to be in silence? Is it going to be in single file? Is it going to be in pairs? Whatever it is, make sure you plan time to practice these routines. After a couple of weeks, the children will know exactly what your expectations are for the routine and they'll be able to do it seamlessly without you having to stop, start again, and slowing the transition down from lesson to lesson. Entering the classroom after a break or lunchtime is also really important. Do you have a question on the board that you expect them to answer when they come in? Do you expect them to get ready for the lesson? Whatever routine you want for the children to establish for entering the classroom and getting ready to learn, make sure you reinforce that right at the beginning. Make sure there's always something for them to do so they can change their mind from play straight into a learning focus. And likewise for morning routines, make sure the children are aware of exactly what they need to do in the morning. If they're younger, make sure they know how to put their bag on their hooks, on their coats on the hooks, how to organize their own belongings so they don't get lost, and then what they should be doing when they come into class. Do they need to hand in homework? If so, where? If you establish all these routines, your children will become much more organized and again, it will make your life as a teacher far easier. Okay, top tip number two is expectations. This is all to do with behavior. What do you expect to happen? If you want children to put their hands up to answer questions, do you want them to fire out questions without putting their hands up? Make sure that whatever behavior expectations you have are really, really clear and agreed. You can even get them to sign a contract of agreement in terms of behavior that lists out what the expectations are and they sign their name against it. And also make sure that in the first few weeks you almost pitch your expectations higher than you actually want to set it. So be a little bit extra strict. On those days when you're feeling as a teacher a little bit tired, of course, your standards will drop slightly. And so sometimes the children's behavior standards drop slightly. 
If you set your expectations higher than you would normally set them, when those expectations drop, they will drop to still a reasonable standard. However, if you set a more relaxed tone for the first few weeks, when you're on those days, when you're having a bit of an off day, the children's behavior will drop below what you expect and make your life a lot more difficult. So by pitching your expectations slightly higher than that you would normally go, on your off days, when you feel a bit tired, when you feel a bit worn out, the children's behavior will drop, but it will still drop to a standard that is still acceptable within the classroom. Top tip number three, and I think this is quite an obvious one, but I always like to point it out, get to know your children. Get to know your children for who they are and the type of person they want to be. That way you know how to hook the children in, in terms of their interests. You'll also be able to identify when the children are feeling down. From a safeguarding and well-being point of view, if you know what a child is normally like when they're having a great day, you'll be able to identify the times when perhaps they're feeling a little bit down. If we know that a child is quiet all the time, we'll understand that if they're quiet, that's just them being them. However, we may also notice signs later in the year when something changes, you'll know that, that a child is not behaving in the way that they normally do, so you'll be able to perhaps identify when they're having a bit of trouble at home or they're finding something difficult in school. So get to know your children, not just for their learning, but also to ensure you can fully take care of their well-being as well. Okay, top tip number four is test them. No, I'm not talking about examinations. Test them on their learning skills. See how good they are at working in a team. See how good they are at working independently. See how good they are at listening to instructions. This can be done in a really fun way. Lots of fun team building activities where the children have to communicate with each other, listen to leaders, etc. See how well they can use resources around the classroom, using dictionaries and thesauruses, etc. to be independent. And see how well they are at listening to instructions. This way, you're gonna pick on their children that find these things difficult, and that will help within your planning. So if a child struggles listening to instructions, then you can adapt your lessons to make sure that a child doesn't have to go through as many steps during your day-to-day -day lessons. You can make visual timetables, etc., for them. By getting to know the children how they like to learn and how well they cope with learning skills can help you personalize the learning on a day-to-day -day basis for the rest of the year. We also all know those children that are born leaders. It's really key to identify who those people are so you can use them to your advantage within lessons. And likewise, we all know those children are a little bit shy and perhaps don't feel confident enough to lead a group. We can encourage them and build their skills and confidence up so eventually they may be able to lead a group in the future. Okay, my final tip, and this is a bit of a controversial one because we all like our break times and lunch times away from the children, but for the first few days, perhaps the first uh, week or so, try and spend a bit of time outside in the playground, watching your children, seeing how they're interacting with each other, see which children are getting along with each other, see which children aren't getting along with each other, and maybe see those children that haven't quite settled in as well. Sit down with the children at lunch and at break time, have conversations with them, find a little bit more about them, watch how they interact with each other without your input. This information will be really useful for you to understand how the children interact with each other when you're not involved. You can see which relationships are really strong and might be utilized inside the classroom, but also look at the dynamics in terms of children perhaps who don't get along quite as well. It can actually be useful for you to predict where there might be fallouts in the future for you to allow to nurture those relationships and avoid those situations. The other thing that's quite interesting to do is in the morning, 
go outside and watch how the children are arriving to school. Are they being dropped off by parents? Are they being dropped off by carers? And also spend time watching them being picked up in the afternoon. It's really interesting to see which parents are there to pick up their children, but also to look at the interactions they're having. Is the parent on the mobile phone? Does it suggest that parents aren't quite as involved in their child's education as you would like? Which are the parents that are there all the time to greet and hug and kiss their children? All this information gives you a sense of the background and the home that the child is coming from, which of course is invaluable information for you as a teacher to use when you're planning your lessons and your interactions with the children in school. So those are my five top tips for the first week of school. I hope they've been useful. If you have any other ideas that you've been implementing in your class of how you've been getting to know your children and how you've started your first week at school, then please comment in the YouTube box below or contact me and I'll be happy to share them with others. Please subscribe to a YouTube channel where I create many more videos like this, sharing great teaching ideas and tips. I'm Ben from Wagot Teaching. Have a really great day.